morning, sunshine. I better not see a fucking triangle. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Swiss Army Scorpion. Matt here, giving you a quick heads up right off the top. We are in the middle of our first call to arms. That's right, we need absolutely everyone to head on over to our Facebook page and give us a like. Um, if you've already done that, thank you so much. Now go find as many friends as you can. I don't care if you have to steal their phones, steal their computers, get on their Facebook and like our page. Just get us those likes. Uh, every person that does give us a like gets a battle token. And once we get to 250 likes, we will choose a random battle token. And that person will win a mini spellbook courtesy of Elderwood Academy. These mini spellbooks are fantastic. They are leather bound, made with some really nice wood. And inside they've got this hex storage patterns so you can keep a very nice set of dice and even keep your mini in there to, to bring around to your gaming sessions and speaking of dice uh, we have partnered up with dragon hide dice so if you are in the market for a brand new set of dice or even just want a new set because these are really nice head on over to dragonhidedicecode.com and use promo code scorpion at checkout to get 10 percent off your order on top of that, uh, head on over to Patreon if you want to support the show. Uh, for our new tiers, we've also included extra battle tokens for our mini spellbook giveaway. That means that for our $5 patrons, you are getting an extra battle token to be entered into the contest. For our $10 patrons, you get early access to our episodes. They get to hear them on Tuesday instead of waiting all the way till Friday. And you get two extra battle tokens for our contest. And for the $15 tier, you get the early access to the episodes on top of getting three battle tokens for our giveaway. And every once in a while, we're going to send you stuff. Our first wave went out not too long ago, so and we're already gearing up. We've got some great ideas for the next set. So with that out of the way, I wanted to ask you guys one more time. Give us a like on Facebook. Get yourself entered to win that mini spellbook. Give us a follow on Twitter. Come join the Discord server from the link on our website. Come and chat with us. We're always around. And that's about it. I'll, uh, I'll get out of your hair now and let you enjoy episode 107, Seeking a Mom for the End of the World. Clam Pie. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody doing today? Before we get into the episode, we've got some level ups to talk about. Level 12. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right. Leon got some spells. Pretty good. Got access to level six. What? Spells. So I level six? That. Yeah, I've got. Dude, I'm yeah. on level four still. You're on level six. That's insane. You're you're really Full caster, bad. baby. <laughs> yeah, right. You also have a book you can cave yeah. skulls in. So it's you true. win some, yeah. you lose some. So for level six, I grabbed heal, cure moderate wounds, mass, and banishment. I also got raise dead for level five. Yeah, what does banishment do? Let me it's similar to like banish him for that question, <laughs> but for creatures from other planes. Yeah, yeah it, it basically it sends outsiders back where they came from. Do you have to yell, "We don't like your kind around here"? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the the casting component is a white hood with aisles. 
Go back to your parts, outsider. It's 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 the white hood and a can of skull. Oh god. I feel like the bigger one there is raised dead. Like we're no longer yeah, limited by dead. one round to bring back someone that just died. Oh, yeah. I when you said exactly. raised dead, I thought Wait, he was building I, like an undead army. You're saying that's like a helping spell? Me too. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. that's animate dead. Yeah, for some reason I thought I copied it over, but yeah, it lets me. I think it's like a day or something like that. I can, like, if somebody dies, we can just grab the body and run if we have to, and I can whoop, for five k. I can but, bring them back. Yeah, I was gonna say it comes. It comes with a hefty price tag of five thousand gold pieces for raised dead. See, when you first said raised dead, my initial thought was, all right, stay on Leon's good side because I don't <laughs> want to come back as this. Yeah, song. right. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nothing like that. Yeah, you can raise a creature that has been dead for no more than one day per caster Holy level. Holy shit! So you got like two weeks to bring someone back. That is wow. insane. Yep. Yeah, you can wait a fortnight before you raise them. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly I don't did not side. know that was a spell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in it to win it. Well, help you guys win it. That's awesome. And they don't come back with any kind of penalties, like a, a negative brain level damage. Or... Oh yeah, they they've got negative level. levels. Yeah, for sure. It's not okay. perfect, but. Hey. Well, I was wondering why that even existed if you had something like Resurrect, right? Like, Yeah, when, when you come back from Raised Dead, you get two permanent negative levels, which can then be immediately cured with like a restoration spell. Well, one can immediately be cured, and then you need to wait a week for the next one. Right. He's a god. <laughs> There's only room for one god around here. <laughs> and it's Devon. See you later. Oh, man. Oh, it's Devon. Uh, other than that, I didn't, I didn't get much. I what, mean, I, I got some good stuff from that. What'd you put your, uh, level 12 ability point into? Oh, that went right into charisma. Brought me up to a 20. Well, nice. 20 base. All right. So your, your charisma yeah. mod went up then. Yep. Very nice. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll get Ivan out of the way quick. So Ivan got a, his defensive instinct, which essentially is, uh, Adds an armor, one armor for every four levels. So level 12 was another increase to that. And then because of that, I put my one ability point into wisdom. And that went up by one modifier. So that also gives me another point in AC. So I can now max out my AC to 30. And then other than that, that was pretty much it. What's your uh, HP at there, Nick? (laughs) <laughs> it's awful. I actually rolled good this week. I got a 7 out of 10, but that only brought me up to a flat 90. Oh, shit, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got more HP than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me and Devon, this whole encounter, like, we're the guys up front, we're the guys with the least amount of health. <laughs> yep. Nice. I'm going to go next. Uh, Scram didn't have such an eventful level. He did get... Yeah, don't worry. I was done. <laughs> oh, are you done? <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing else was really important. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Scrim didn't have a, a, a too much of an eventful uh, level. However, uh, he did pull two new spells, and I'm going to share them this time. <laughs> oh, change of pace. Uh, yeah. Nice. What nice. a guy, what a guy. <laughs> uh, I went with uh, Disintegrate. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh and with my better judgment i also went with uh greater black tentacles 
these Ooh. yeah these things are a little bit more dangerous than the uh other black tentacles um i would hope they're greater <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh with the, do they do more damage they do uh and also they do have uh detect evil uh and they essentially go after anything that has evil that's within their range so they're uh, gonna go after scram uh, no, <laughs> Scram's chaotic neutral. <laughs> Just his hands are evil. Well, Scram detects as evil because of like the hands and the demonic influence. Uh, well, <laughs> with that rod, no, I can have <laughs> it ignore me. So I had all that, and then uh, Scram's average for health is at four point five. However, he did roll a two this time, so he's at eighty nine health, right below Manny. Or <laughs> oh no r.i.p r.i.p uh ivan all right joe how about you what'd you get this yeah level? so i got some cool stuff um notably i got a new tattoo and i put uh this one on my knees and it's uh <laughs> freedom of movement so if i ever need to uh get out of black yeah tentacles. if i ever need to get out of greater black tentacles i'll just um you know the dance where you put your hands on your knees and it makes it look like they're like crossing each other? That's how I'm going to activate them. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll give me some sweet moves. Okay, so that was my cool new tat. What else did I get? Oh, I max rolled HP, so uh, I'm at 111. Totally holding down the big boy uh, HP title here. And um, I got a new teamwork feat. Intercepted charge. If someone charges Ooh. one of my pals... I totally get to charge them. Wait, if one of us charges somebody, or if one of us gets charged? One of you gets charged. Then I will charge them. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Do you intercept their charge with that? Yeah, that's like that's bas- that's exactly what that feat is made to do. It's 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 an intercept charge. Yeah. So b- the what happens is it activates. The activation is somebody, an enemy charges one of his allies. Uh, at that point, he is allowed to move up to twice his speed in a straight line, I believe. Yep. Uh, and he has to end his movement. His movement ends adjacent to the creature who charged. He gets a free attack, I think. Yep. And if that, if his new placement is in the way of the charging creature from their original target, then it stops their charge. That's pretty It amazing. could be. Yeah. That's I fantastic. don't necessarily uh, believe in myself to execute it, but I'm going to try really hard. <laughs> you just have to pay attention for all the charges. Yeah, you just got to listen for Axel to say yeah. charge. And then I'll just perk up like a like a like like some sort of... Did someone say charge? <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it. Oh. oh, oh, my book got plus one, so now it's a plus three book. How sick is that? Nice. Only when using sacred yeah, weapon. Yeah, yeah, right? only when using sacred weapon. But still, my book is like becoming more and more powerful. But yeah, feels good. I'm feeling right. big. Feeling girthy. You are yeah. girthy. Better believe it. But like there now there's like force behind yeah. the girth. It's not just a dough ball. Alright. So I believe I'm the last one left here. So on the topic of health, Devoth rolled another one for HP. So I, I think Devoth has the least health in the group. That's at eighty seven. Sounds right. See why him and Ivan are fucking buddies. <laughs> why they also were enslaved together. <laughs> um but for the Attribute point, I put it into strength, but all of my all of my stats were at even numbers, so it didn't really do anything. But uh, for oh, for the spell that I got this level, I took detect scrying, 
So that is something that I can just cast in the morning and it lasts for 24 hours. And anytime someone attempts to scry on Devoth or anytime a scrying spell is used within Devoth's vicinity, he knows that it's there and actually gets an opposed caster level check against the caster to kind of like reverse the scrying back on them. Is that because of Scram? Did you get um, that so that Scram can't do scrying bullshit without you knowing about it? I think he got it so... I mean, I got it to, to protect against fort. Adelita Del Russo a oh, bit. Right. <laughs> but the big thing that everyone is going to like, I believe, is a new rage oh, power. Inject that oh, shit in my veins. This one is called Elemental Rage. We already had Lesser Elemental Rage, which was you could add 1d6 elemental damage for all of your attacks for one round. Elemental Rage, the regular one, allows you to do that for every attack as long as you are raging. Oh, that is so juicy. Wait, uh, so we're just <clears throat> throwing d6s on all of our attack rolls now? Y- yep. So you're telling me now I can do lightning, acid, Hello? and a third every attack? Yes, and it stacks with lesser elemental rage, so you could even add a fourth for one oh, round. God. <laughs> I agree, fuck <laughs> Axel. We're the greatest. Seconded. <laughs> so yeah, that was my fun. Okay, so for the last five minutes, I've been trying to figure out what book Greater Black Tentacles is from to no avail. Oh, no. Oh, like, this is making shit up now. It's, it's not on the archives of Nethi's website at all. It's on the SRD, but if I click on the link, the site can't be reached. It's not in the core rulebook. I've I found it. if you hover over the link on the SRD, on the bottom of the page, it gives you a preview of the link, and it says it's from the... Arcane the Anthology. Arcane Anthology. Fuck you, Tom. Pick another spell. <laughs> Everybody laugh at Tom. No! <laughs> See, this is why it's better that you just say the spell when you level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I've got another what, nor- juicy little tentacle-based spell that I'll tell you about later. Yep. Because <laughs> no- normal would be Tom kids like oh perfect time to cast this to fuck yeah, everything up that's true. and then he's so let down. All right, so I guess I guess we'll find out what Scram's second spell is uh, later. It's also no coincidence that you announced that right after Deboth took yep. his turn, explaining all his new toys. You heard what Matt said and you kicked Scram for it. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, let us. Start right back up uh, with Scram doing a little uh, map reading on the side of a sea serpent corpse. So I guess I uh, I, I kind of shuffle down what's what's written. I uh, do I get all the information down? Yeah, it's just a it's like an X X on a map. This is where the mark is, all the way to the west, and it includes a message: "My debt is paid. Her time is short." Okay, so I'm gonna dimension door back onto the ship and take out a map. Uh, or I I yelled to somebody like, "Dylan, give me that map over there, quick!" Sh- <laughs> shit, <laughs> baby, I'll be right there. Just keep your pants on. Dylan saunters over. Hey, Scram, use that map that you wanted. Uh, and I I snatch it out of uh, Dylan's hand. Um, That's your mama, Scram. What got in, what what got under your pants? And uh, real quick, I put down the X uh, exactly where I got it from. You know, looking back over, kind of comparing. You know where the X is. 
and uh, Devoth had said that she doesn't have that much time. This probably means absolutely nothing to you, Devoth. Calvo, go back over there. And the least you can do is use my full name, Scram. It's Dylan Calvo. I've been here f- from the very beginning. I've, I've been supporting you guys in, in your pirate ship for years now. I'll be over here. Bye, Scram. Devoth, it looks like she doesn't have that much time. My mom my mom doesn't have that much time, I, uh, according to the instructions on, on, on that giant serpent. You want, you want to explain the, the instructions on the giant serpent? What the hell are you talking about? On the serpent it is a map. Uh, Gargolavo engraved a map saying where my mom is potentially located at. Oh shit, did he just say Gargolavo? Yo, I love this guy. <laughs> Dylan, get back to your post. I'm just saying I'm out of my own business. Tavoth, <laughs> uh, I, I know it's a complete 180, but if this is true... Uh, I'd rather get to her sooner rather than later. Well, I'm sure you would. Uh. I can I can scry to see if I can get any information, uh, but I don't know what soon in Gargle or how much time is left for her. <sighs> I do not like being put in situations like this. All right, and Devoth just kind of like turns around and starts yelling at the crew. All right, everyone, man your post. Dylan, get off that rope and get over there. Sorry, Captain. I'll get back to work right now. God, we lava. Oh, my God. And Devoth, like, just goes up to the helm and immediately, like, starts turning the ship west. All right. I imagine uh, the conversation that Devoth had with his half-sister probably ran through his head just now. Oh, yeah. All right, so. Uh, and I do uh, perform a scrying. Sc- uh, uh, I do perform scrying on my mom. Okay, so she needs to make a will save, as usual, but under pretty hefty penalties. I was going to say, watch, we did all that, and she's going to fit past the will save, and none of it's going to matter. <laughs> yep, she passes with a natural two. <laughs> all right, now, Scram, I want you to make a will save. You know, I'm going to throw a hero point at this. Okay. I'm not going to lie, will saves kind of scare me. Uh, 26. Okay, you cast your scrying spell and you're given an image of that black porous room and you see your mom and she is sitting at her desk scribbling notes and for a minute or so nothing seems to happen maybe you move the scrying sensor around to get a better look at what she's scribbling and when you do that and you look at what she's writing uh, you can't quite make sense of what of her notes and you know that she's written in other languages before but this time it just looks like it just looks wrong like just something about it it looks fake and then the the scene kind of does like a weird flash and you see another version of that room blink into existence for a second and then it goes back to your mom scribbling notes and probably think to yourself, like, what what was that? And you you wait another minute and there's another weird flash. The flashes happen more and more rapidly until suddenly your successful will save sees through this illusion. And the room that you're looking at is it appears empty at first. You don't see your mom at the desk. And then you you notice that there is a 
an arm sticking out of underneath the bed. And you move the sensor over and you hear something. It, it, it sounds like uh, sounds like hushed whispers. And you get the scrying sensor up to uh, get a better look under the bed. And you can see that it's your mom laying under the bed. And the bed is, it's not a, it's not a big bed. Uh, it, it looks like she's, uh, she's not comfortable under there. But it also looks like she's, she, she's under there of her own volition. The, the whispered murmurings, now that you're really close, they're like barely audible. They're like half sobs. And you just, you just get like the odd word every once in a while. Cause she is like mumbling something in between all these sobs. And you just get like, no, it's just, I can't, I can't. And you, you hear these, you can, you can hear like every, between these sobs, just, no, I, I can't, it, it just, I, I won't, I just can't any, anymore, no, don't make me, I just, I, just a little longer, I, I can't, and like nothing is really intelligible from what she's saying, but this scene that you're seeing is completely different from every other time you've scried your mother. She's always seemed very composed, maybe even a little intimidating to 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 anyone who might like walk in on her. Like she always seemed to have her shit together, uh, and and now you're looking at her and she's just broken. She's like like pulling on her hair, and like she's got like dark trails down her face from from tears and she just she just looks like she's like hiding are the lights still there kind of uh, the words or the letters they are not uh, in fact if you look over on the wall where the letters used to be you see the the remnants of like where that alphabet used to be like you can you can see like a very faded and smeared like letter m and what what maybe used to be what's left of like the the, the letter C, uh, but for the most part, it just looks like it's it's been it's been wiped clean or in some in one way or another, it's been removed from the wall. I'm gonna see if I can grab her attention. Uh, I'm gonna kind of like float my sensor over like as as close as possible to her head. You spend a few minutes trying to get her attention, but the the sensor itself has no mass or light. It was kind of impressive for her to notice it the times that she did, and she's not really facing the right direction right now, and you also have the impression that like she's just not in her head right now like whatever whatever is going on with her, she's just like she's she's dealing with some shit where if somebody came in the room, she might not even notice so I'm going to attempt to cast Arcane Mark uh, through the scry sensor. I believe there's a, what, 5% chance that that works? I think it's 25. Am I wrong on that? Or is it Or is it 5%? 5% chance. Oh, per caster level of operating through the sensor. Detect chaos, detect evil, detect good, detect law, detect magic, and message. So you have a 60% chance because it's 5% per caster level. But right um, now he's technically still level eleven. Oh, sorry, fifty-five percent. Um, but yeah, arcane mark is not one of them. But if you have like message prepared, you could cast that, and you'd have a sixty percent chance of it working. No, I do not have that ready. All right, so uh, you don't have any means of communicating. Okay, I guess I'll prepare messaging tomorrow. Or yeah, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look around the room and see if there's any notes or anything that I can also take up on this. Okay. Of the languages you speak, none of them are abyssal, correct? Uh, I do have the helm of comprehend language. Oh, okay. So you look through the notes, and you obviously can't like thumb through any books or move any papers. So you can just read what is uh, on the desk. A lot of it looks like just kind of demographical notes for various settlements throughout the shackles. Uh, these might be like recruitment notes for future initiates. You do see one of the one of the notes. It's like half covered up by a map of the area around uh, Motako Island. The message says. Port Peril, Hell Harbor, Sharksbane Island. It mentions you, it mentions Chase. It looks like she has in some way or another been able to kind of keep tabs on you and has been like tracking your movements. You don't have any other context to like really be able to say that for for sure. She's she's been writing something about you and your brother. And I think with that, that was probably about 10, 11 minutes between trying to get your mom's attention, trying to get through the illusion and reading the stuff on the desk and the scrying spell ends. All right. I mean, I know we're already heading there. There's not much I can like, you know, get it to get the ship to move forward. So I think I'm just going to wait until tomorrow to attempt to put through message uh, message. Okay. Do me a favor and make a spellcraft check. Ooh. 23. All right, you don't get any additional information. Okay. Okay, so what do you do now? Honestly, I'm just going to go back to work on the uh uh on what I was working on. Who do I have uh I I have 14 days left on whatever item I'm working on. I think it was something for Leon. Yeah, it was something big. I think it's like a headband that's going to up his intelligence and charisma. I think that'd be about a 4-day trip from where you are. Make that three, since you're using the chart of the fair winds, presumably. Okay. Does anybody have any things they would like to do on their way to this location? My only note is Devoth is going to cast Detect Scrying every day, you know, when he wakes up. Okay. But other than that, I've got nothing in particular. All right, so you guys get to the spot labeled on the map. And, I mean, the... The shackles are pretty big. If you're taking this map at its word and saying, okay, that's that's accurate, you're still looking at like a five or so cubic mile area. Uh, you're not really sure what you're looking for. You, you get to the general area and you don't see an island or a boat or anything. Anybody who wants to can give me a perception or survival check. Perception it is. That's a 31 for Devoth. Oh, they're the same for me. I'll do survival. <laughs> my second one <laughs> I see you rolled a natural 20 what was your total an oh. 18 <laughs> that's a very Cheryl-esque type of number <laughs> so nobody seems to see anything except Devoth uh, not even with my 23 not even with your 23 oh. uh, but Devoth you see like almost at the last second Something in the water directly ahead of your ship, and it looks like some sort of structure, but it's under the surface. There's enough time for you to call for like a full stop, and you wouldn't crash into it. All right. 
Hey, Ivan, go Toad Man and check out Under the Water. I think there's something there. Sure. I uh, I jump over the railing, mid-jump, turn into a toad. Okay. So you go into a, you go into Toad Man, and you jump under the water, and this area of the shackles is pretty deep. Not too deep for a toad. Not too deep for a toad, but it's too deep for you to currently see the bottom. Even with my dark vision? Yes. You can see you can see pretty far down, but I mean it for for it to be too deep for you to see the bottom, like that's not anything to like write home about. I mean it's the ocean, so uh but rising up out of the depths is a thirty foot wide tower. A tower far taller than its thirty foot width should allow rises up from the seafloor, ending a mere five feet below the water's surface. Just looking at the height of it and like it's only thirty feet wide, it looks like the, a black needle. Like that had like been like skewered into the earth's crust from the heavens above. Uh, and it just looks impossibly tall. Like it looks like it shouldn't be able to support its own height because of how like it's only 30 feet tall, uh, 30 feet wide. It's made of a strange, weirdly porous dark stone. And it stands impossibly straight as it disappears into the murky depths. Is it solid? Like when you say tower, I think like castle tower. No, it's it's like it, windows. It's like made out of like a single stone, like impossibly big okay. stone that was just carved into this tower. Can I break a piece of it off? Uh, you go over to it and you kind of like play with the the material, and it seems incredibly strong. Like it's it looks it's very porous looking, so it kind of gives you the impression that it'd be easy to like crumble. Yeah, but it's incredibly strong. Like just kind of playing around with it like you're you're only a frog right now but i mean i think that still leaves you fairly strong and you're kind of like pushing against uh like a, a little like a, like a little piece that's sticking out from this stone and it's like worked metal strong okay i don't see anything else on it unusual like carvings or gouges missing uh well if you uh if you're looking around you uh and you like swim up to the very top of the tower sure uh, we'll say i do that Sure. You see kind of like a it's just like a like a totally flat platform and a closed circular hatch sits in the center of the of this uh roof. Like a submarine hatch with the the thing that you got to the wheel you got to spin or like a a hatch like a trap door hatch. It looks like a uh like a like a spinny wheel hatch like you got to like like crank a crank a wheel and then like lift it up. Looking at its positioning you're pretty sure that you know being underwater if the if inside doesn't have water it's going to uh it's going to be very problematic to close once opened yeah but i got a wizard that can put an air bubble around this i i try to unscrew it with the intention of i don't really want to open it yet until i get scram with me but i just want to see if it feels like it'll even open at all or do I got to bring some muscle like Cheryl as well? Just wants to know if he can. You're able to like operate the like the turny wheel, but then you then you like uh, pull up and either it's either it's locked in place from being swung open or just the water pressure is too much for you to lift up on your own. Okay, I'm going to swim back up to the boat. How how high is the uh... The boat's railing off the water's surface. I think like 10, can 15 I fr- feet. Oh, could I free Willie back onto the deck? Uh, give me 
either a swim check or an acrobatics check. Give me a swim check to propel yourself out of the water. 25 to free willy my fat ass back up onto the <laughs> boat. Uh, yeah. You can jump out of the water and like just barely cling on to the, uh, to the railing to hoist yourself over. I will also end as I'm in the air. So like I burst out frog toad man and then end up hanging on the rail as a dwarf and hoist myself over because I can't talk in that form. So Devoth, uh, you're not going to believe this, but there's a giant, looks like a giant black needle coming all the way from the ocean floor. And on the top is a hatch door. I tried to open it, but I'm going to need a little muscle to give me some hustle. And then it's also underneath the water. So we're probably going to need Scram to throw an air bubble around this thing if we try and open it. Would Devoth know that we could just like wait for low tide and that might actually reveal it? Or <laughs> I was going to say make a profession sailor or knowledge nature check. Uh, so I net won that for a 20 on my profession sailor. <laughs> oh, if it's a profession sailor, I could probably possibly know that myself. Yeah, with a 38. Jesus. <laughs> seven was scram but damn that's nothing <laughs> so ivan's like i need you guys to help me wrench this thing open we're gonna need some air bubbles from scram on second thought <laughs> <laughs> um yeah ivan it occurs to you and it would occur to devoth scram and ivan would all know that if you were to wait until low tide that would bring the the top of this tower to like exactly sea level uh or it, a, it would sea level would, would would go down to exactly this tower that is yeah so let's uh let's wait till low tide and then let's have a little boarding party so we should probably drop anchor and maybe maybe not be like right on top of it when we drop anchor so we don't drift into it that shit was hard like this tower devoth your boat it's gonna go drifting in here you're gonna have a hole in your boat then you're not gonna have a boat that's probably a good point. Let's uh, get away a little bit and drop anchor. We can take one of the one of the lifeboats over. Uh, also, would we know how long would low tide last? Just so we know, like, what's our time limit for being in there if we want to get back out again before low tide comes back? It's about twelve hours between high tide and low tide. So you guys are right now, like, right in between high and low tide. So if you were to take a low a uh, longboat over and like just kind of leave it on the top of this tower, you'd have about six hours before the boat just floated away on its own. Okay. And also before you have to worry about water crashing down on top of you when you open the hatch. All right. Okay. So, so you, so you yeah. guys take, uh, you take the mascador out a little bit and you take a long boat back. So you guys are rowing over to this tower and now that you're right up next to it, everybody can see for themselves. Like you can just, See, you can just see the this tower just disappearing below into the depths. And who would like to open the hatch? Is it trapped? <laughs> uh, you guys can make a perception check. Yeah. Uh, do my magical eyes peep any magic? They do. Yeah, not. I hate that Scram has magical eyes. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Devoth got a twenty-nine perception to look for traps. Ivan got a 33. Uh, Cheryl also got a 29, so... I don't think these traps are going to fool us. Nobody spots any traps, but um, Devoth, Ivan, and Cheryl, you do spot something strange in the water to uh, the east. 
like right up next to the edge of this tower and you can see like a glowing light uh, ascending from the depths and it gets closer and closer and for a moment it kind of looks like electricity coming Uh... out uh, of the water. This creature is constantly crackling with blue energy and appears to be composed of dozens of undulating electric eels tightly knotted into a slithering humanoid shape. What? Eels? Eels. Everybody roll initiative. Scram. 12. Devoth. 22. What's your modifier? Uh, Plus four. Ooh, that's a roll off. Ooh. I got a 10. I got a 13. Ah. All right, uh, Ivan. 13. Okay, Leon. 24. Ooh, and Cheryl. Uh, just a regular four. <laughs> <laughs> not not the 20 version? No, or, or the teen version, just the, the base four. <laughs> OG the OG four, four yeah. <laughs> so up first is Leon. Also, anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge arcana check to identify this thing. Oh, that uh, 32. Cheryl coming in big. Oh, fuck off, Leon. Ah, get wrecked. Ah, 33, Leon coming on. in bigger. <laughs> oh, 39. Oh, let's scram. <laughs> oh, my God. Chill out, you guys. All right. I rolled an eight, though. Uh, yeah. Can we all laugh at Devoth's expense for getting a seven, <laughs> seven. though? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Devoth. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Yeah, I bet you I could beat that. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> so not only glad I wasted on that. <laughs> yeah. So not only did you guys momentarily think that this might have been Gargolavo, but the name of this creature is Galvo. Huh. So it sounds like it too. This is a so this is a Galvo, and jeez, uh, but Christ, between all of your thirty plus. Knowledge checks. I feel like I should just give you guys this thing stat block. <laughs> Do it. You won't. Fucking. Uh, it would take a lot less time than asking us each to come up with three or four questions. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us. You the could probably just tell us things. Yeah. I'll just I'll I'll make some assumptions on some questions you guys might ask. So here we go. Uh, weakest save is Will. It uh, has DR10, which is bypassed by slashing. It is immune to electricity. It has a special trait called swarm like. It has no discernible anatomy and is not subject to critical hits or flanking. It is also immune to any physical spell or effect that targets a specific number of creatures, including single-target spells such as, and it literally says this in the stat block, disintegrate. <laughs> Mind-affecting effects and and uh, that target a single creature function normally against a Galvo since the creature's individual components share a hive mind. A Galvo takes half again as much damage from damage from AoEs, such as fireballs and splash weapons. They have a bite and two slams, all three of which deal extra electricity damage. Uh, they have a 10-foot reach with their slam. They have a range attack called Eel Dart. It literally launches one of its component eels like a dart up to 30 feet as a range touch attack. Uh, an Eel Dart deals a number of points of damage equal to 1d6 plus the Galvo's strength modifier plus 1d6 points of electricity damage. And its slam attacks deal both bludgeoning and slashing damage since the creature is formed completely of biting eels. What?! Are you telling me if my book was composed of biting pages, I could do that too? Right. <laughs> it, it also has blind sense and dark vision. So blind sense is like, it's not echolocation, but it's like, I can, it can, if you were invisible, it could narrow down the square that you were in, but it would still, you'd still have total concealment from it. Uh, it's best save is reflex. It doesn't have any special weaknesses. 
anybody have anything else they'd like to ask about this that I didn't cover? Yeah. How does it uh how does it fare against literature? Uh well it's got an intelligence score of seven, so it can read. Well, can it uh, can I totally crush this as thing far with as, a book? As far as getting whacked by books, uh yeah, I mean it's got DR ten, which is broken by slashing oh, damage, which is the God. one kind of melee damage God that you can't. Dang heal. it. Alright, that's what I want to know. Thanks. <laughs> Real cool monster, Alex, you dick. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> All right, so that is a Galvo. You guys basically have its whole stat block as it jumps out of the water to surprise you. Uh, Leon is up first. Leon, what do you do? I'm going to start with the Inspire Courage with a group. There you go. Is that a standard or a move action? That is a move action. Ha. Yeah, I'm going to Blessing of Fervor. Okay. Good deal. And I'm going to choose the plus two to uh, AC and Reflex. Okay. So then up next would be Devoth. All right. So we are going to uh, move action inspired rage. Oh, I hate that those stack. I hate it so much. <laughs> and I guess Devoth is just going to move over to stand in front of Leon and pull Chip out. All and that, right. And that's the standard. Okay. So now it is the Galvo's turn, and it's going to step up onto the platform as a five foot step. And now Scram is standing right there. And this thing is smart enough to know squishy casters uh, make for fun, full attack actions. But you all you all watch this thing, like, kind of, like, turn, like, pivot as if it's going to start attacking Scram. And then, like, every single one of the eel eyes and, like, the heads kind of, like, jerk at Scram. And you get the feeling that they're, they kind of, like, get a really good look at them for, like, a beat. And then, and then they all turn and they full attack Devoth. I'm going to Windy Escape the Slam. Alrighty. First up is the bite coming at you hot with a 25 to hit. That, uh, oh, that misses because of Blessing of Fervor. Uh, all right, so the bite misses. Uh, so first slam is going to be and this a one is, 35 to hit. Okay, that hits, and I am windy escaping it, so it's DR10 magic. All right, and its attacks don't count as magic, unfortunately. So it deals seven damage to you before DR, which gets absorbed, but then it's going to deal 2d6 electricity. So you take six electricity, and then that's going to be a 27 to hit on its second <sighs> slam. Ah, uh, that matches. Okay, so you're going to take nine damage from the slam and nine damage from the electricity. Okay, those two slams got rid of my uh, rage HP. <laughs> So this thing like just rears back with both of its arms that are just composed of dozens of eels and they just slam into Devoth and a bunch of eels just explode off of its body. And when they reach the, the floor, they just like quickly slither back into its uh, humanoid unit. Uh, next up is Ivan. Seeing all these tasty, delicious, yummy eels all over the place. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick question. So as a full round attack in frog form, I would have three bite attacks but i also have the option to use a tongue attack which in the description for the tongue attacks this is a primary natural attack would i be able to use my tongue to like do a tongue attack and then two bites similar to the tiger form which is a bite and two claws explain to me how you have three bite attacks because he can treat his natural weapon as a manufactured weapon for the purpose of iterative attacks as a shifter ability. So if you're going to do that, 
than any other natural weapons, which you would not be treating as manufactured weapons, i.e. your tongue, even uh, whether it's a primary or a secondary attack, when you're using manufactured weapons and natural attacks in the same turn, all natural attacks are treated as secondary attacks. So you would do bite, bite, bite. The second bite is a minus five. The third bite is a minus 10. And then the tongue is a minus five. So basically and you're... Th- you're doing your regular, your, you, you have the three bites, you have the regular, and then the second one at a minus five, the third at a minus ten, and then you also have the tongue attack that you can use, but it's going to be at a minus five because it's not, because it's using a natural weapon in conjunction with so, a manufactured weapon. So right now, my bite is plus 22, plus 17, plus 12. You're saying I would have to do a bite at plus 22, a bite at plus 17, and then a tongue at plus 12. No, and then the tongue would be at plus 17, and you would still have the third bite at a plus 12. Yeah, and well, also the the bite is with uh, half damage, since it's a secondary attack. Ha- half strength, excuse me. The tongue is? Yeah, yes. but I don't think the tongue does damage perfect. anyway. It it doesn't, so that's perfect. Um, so I'm going to take a five-foot step here. Okay. And then I'm going to do my three bites. Well, you know what? Just for flavor, let's do the tongue first. Okay. Oh. I rolled a natural one on it. I thought you got that out of your system, dude. (laughs) All right, give me a roll to confirm that fumble. 33. Ah, damn it. Don't fumble. Also, now that I'm thinking, now that I'm like, we're there with natural attacks, I'm surprised this thing doesn't deal electricity damage to people like licking it. Yeah, I was just thinking that, dude. I just kind of (laughs) assumed that it had like, yeah, like the barbed double retribution thing. It doesn't, you know, you touch it, you get electrocuted. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was like, did I miss that when I went over the stat block? Nope. Awesome. All right, now I'm going to do my my bitey bites. All right. First one is a 25 to hit. 25 hits. Okay, so that's going to be 19 damage. And then for my rage elemental... I guess I'll 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 play true. Normally, I always go lightning when I wild shape, and since I wild shape before this thing appeared, I'm gonna assume that I would have. Ivan's got um, lightning for his wild shaping ability, so I'm not even gonna roll those because you said lightning doesn't affect it, right? So it's just gonna be one d six of let's do cold damage for five. So add five cold damage. Then the next bite is a 25, which hits. You So you dealt that extra cold damage, and between the three uh, the three knowledge monkeys you've got, they basically told you everything you need to know about this Galvo. And you very clearly remember them not mentioning any sort of resistance or immunity to cold damage. And yet, when you dealt that cold damage to this thing, it didn't seem to be bothered by it. So it would seem that this is not a normal Galvo. Okay. Then oh, so. just 22 damage. I'm not going to roll cold damage again if it's not actually damaging it. Oh, uh, I'm going to make two CMBs, too, because my bite has the ability to grab. Okay. First attempt was a 36 to grab them. 36 grabs. Nice. Alrighty. And then the last bite was a 20 to hit. 20 does not hit. Now, this thing seems like a terrible uh, thing to grab. Is that just me? Right. <laughs> well, like you we think that, but like we just covered, like you can you can lick these electric eels and you're fine. But I'm also a lightning boy, so if anyone was gonna grab them, it should be me. That's true. That's fair. All right. So then up next is Scram. Scram is gonna actually use uh 
He's going to use magic missile. Uh, he's going he's gonna to take a five foot step back. Okay. And, and when you gonna... say step, we're just standing on this thing right now? Yeah, it's low tide, so there's no... like It's it, like the, perfectly flush like a very with thin... the water? Or... Yeah, well, like the... Like, the surface of it is wet, oh, but okay. yeah, it's, like, at sea level. Okay. Never mind. I'm gonna use Fireball. Okay. I'm gonna cast it, yeah, right around there. Okay. If you put it right there, yeah, you won't hit anybody yep. but the Galvo. Oh, wait. You know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna blow it up, like, right on him, because I have that rod. Well, that so rod is... Him. That rod does have limited usage, just so you're aware. You can't just uh, use that like, whenever you want. Like it, it is only a certain number of times per day. Three times per day. Oh, okay. So if you do not need Never, to use oh, okay. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. Well, I aim that. when I can right, blast. So then back, <laughs> back to where I was. Before you roll damage, why don't you give me a caster level check versus spell resistance? That's another thing that nobody seemed to mention when cataloging this, uh, the abilities of these Galvos. Uh, 25. Okay, you pass the spell resistance. Okay. So now he's got to make a reflex save. Oh, 17. Does not make it. All right, roll damage. Uh, yeah, 33 fire. And then it it does the multiplier, right? Oh, yeah. It takes an extra 50% from AoEs because it's like a swarm. Oh, nice. So it's a 49 fire damage. As the, the, the blast from the fireball recedes and you... Uh, you can again see the Galvo. It definitely took damage from that fireball, but not as much, you think, as it should have. It seems that this thing, in addition to resisting cold damage, can also resist fire damage. So at this point, uh, I'll let you guys make a Knowledge Planes check. Eleven. Eight. Okay, so Leon and Scram, uh, you would both know that this thing must have the Fiendish template, Fiendish uh, is kind of a catch-all template for a creature either from or influenced by one of the three lower planes, i.e. either Hell, Abaddon, or the Abyss. And it grants creatures a small amount of spell resistance, uh, cold and fire resistance, and you know that their damage reduction... This thing normally has damage reduction that is beaten by slashing weapons, but the fiendish template adds good to the uh, damage that is required to overcome its damage reduction. So is this thing like coming off as like magical? Uh, about as magical as a body full of electric eels can appear. It, it doesn't have a magical aura, if that's what you're asking. Oh, uh, okay. That that's what I was asking. Like, is this like a summoned creature? No. Even summoned creature don't don't appear as magic. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. It, it oh. wouldn't either way. Okay, so up next is Cheryl. Yes. Now, there's no chance I hit Ivan, is there? If I come hit no. this thing? Okay. Um, I mean, a critical fumble card could have anything right. happen, but yeah, under normal circumstances, okay. no. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... I think you could even charge it. Yeah, you have enough room to charge. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to hold something still and tell me that I have room to run at it, then that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so, uh, All right, yeah, go let's ahead. do that. I charge at it and I give it a booking. Here I go. Wish me luck. So, crazy ass bonuses that's, right uh, now. That's with 39 plus 2, 41. Let me check. Yeah, yeah you're you goddamn right. And I hit him for. Come on, big money, no whammies. Oh, 31. 
Woo. Now, do I get that elemental nonsense that we've been talking about here? Yep, and it's your call. Yeah. Which which one do you want? You know that it is immune to electricity. You've seen that it resists cold yeah. and fire. That leaves acid. acid. Two. Two acid. It seems to take the acid. Yeah, Yay. Little bitch. And uh Ever get whacked with, ever get whacked by an acidic book? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I like the flavor that's going down right now. All right, then up next is Leon. This thing just is like all like all the component eels are just like 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 hissing at you guys. Well, there's too many bones for me to shake. <laughs> I'm gonna take the bonus to uh, AC again. Okay. Anybody get whacked pretty hard yet? Uh, Devoth got hit a couple times. Like. Oh, he's right in front of yeah. me. I'll reach out and touch his shoulder gently. <laughs> it's okay, baby. Let me cure those wounds. <laughs> Real serious, like. Mm, Twenty-eight healing. All right, that puts me over a bit. You feel that healing right in your nature's nice. pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your uh, your four temporary HP. All right, and uh, Devoth, you're up. What are you going to do with those four temporary hit points? <laughs> well, uh, for the blessing, I'm going to take the extra attack, and then I am going to unleash on Here this guy. Comes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, yep, full attack. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna add acid damage onto <clears throat> yeah. on the chip. So that's a 37 to hit for 36 damage, and then the second attack okay. is a nat 20, but then it's a nice nat two to confirm. So I don't think a 16 confirms. It doesn't confirm. But still, it's uh, 39 damage. Um, okay. and, and between those two attacks, it takes seven acid damage. And that is enough to kill it. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the eels either break apart and like swim away or uh, just <laughs> or just fall to the floor of the, the tower. And the, the, gal- the galvo is no more. How was Ivan grappling a swarm of eels? That's I'm a, a little confused. That's a good question. I don't <laughs> think uh, I don't think we have an answer. Okay, uh-huh. so the the Galvo is vanquished. What do you guys do? Nice. Uh, open the hatch. Yeah, sure. I'll get that thing open before more of those things show yeah, up. Yeah, I use my incredible might to totally open this thing. So Scram is at the top of the stairs. I assume he went in last. Uh, he, so he's right beneath the hatch. Ivan is at the bottom of the stairs, and there's a door in front of you. Cheryl's at the bottom of the stairs. Yes. I would say uh, we should probably close the hatch. Okay, so you guys close the hatch, and you're in a very tight, very short stairway that circles that, that goes down uh, counterclockwise, and there's a door. All right, Cheryl, open yeah, the door. Yeah, it looks kind of tight in here. Do I fit okay? You're fine, as long as you suck your okay. gut Okay. <gasps> I open the door. You open the door. A mural lines the wall, depicting some sort of enormous amalgam of eel, fish, and cephalopod rising off the shore of an island. Opposite the entrance, a pair of iron posts suspend a massive gold-plated disc etched with elaborate runes. Within the center of the disc stares a grayish and bulbous fleshy eye with a horizontally shaped pupil. Beside each post, a serpentine stone basin filled with water rests upon a short wooden pedestal painted with gold leaf. So along like this entire wall is that mural. And then you've got two posts right here. And each post has a basin uh, of water in it. And the post is supporting a giant golden disc. Within a small alcove opposite the massive disc and directly to the west of the entrance stands a wooden statue also painted with gold leaf. 
The statue depicts the same horrid creature as shown in the mural and holds its hands in front of its chest to clench a fist-sized chunk of serpentine stone carved in the shape of a human heart. A reinforced wooden door stands to the far west, leading southward. Its hinges and metal hardware forged in the shapes of fish fins and spiked gills. Uh, so that's everything that's going on in this room. You guys can give me a knowledge religion check. 45. <laughs> My god. So you would recognize uh, the the creature the bulbous eye with the with the horizontal slit that's easy for everybody at this point that's the unholy symbol of dagon the octopus eye the creature in the mural and the statue uh represents various cultural depictions of dagon so what do you guys do you're still standing in the stairs technically but i I assume you guys kind of slowly work your way scram the golden disc is uh detecting his magic to you oh what type of magic or what do I know about it? Do I give you a spellcraft? I'm going to give you a spellcraft. That's a 31. And I tell everybody this is detecting as magic. So now everybody else can uh, do so. I'll get in on that hot pile. And I'll get a 31 We're making well. a hot pile? 27. You're all detecting that it has a magical aura. But your spellcraft checks are not revealing any more information to you. So what do you guys do? Move on. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't know what's uh, going on. We we don't know how to stop it. So I want to check out that fish door. I mean, what's it detecting as? Like it just has a magical aura. There's no um, additional okay. information for you to glean. Yeah, we go to the door. Touch it. All right. Well, well no. We... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're here to save Scram's mom from imminent doom. Ooh, something shiny. I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> It's never bit him in the past, so why would it now? <laughs> All right, through the fish uh, door. All right, so you go through this door, and on the other side, a guiding row of black iron candle holders protrudes from the curving southwest wall, their lit candles partially melted and casting long shadows and a sour odor throughout the room. Behind the candles, the wall is laid with plaster in a fish scale pattern. Within a shallow alcove at the end of the hall stands a serpentine statue uh, in the shape of a naked male human, a naked male human being, devoured by tiny flesh-boring eels that wind their way through every part of his body, save for an area over the center of his chest. Oh, human heart like that heart in the picture. You might be remembering the statue in the other room is holding a a piece of serpentine stone carved in the shape of a heart. Iskrim, is that thing magical too? I look similarly to the golden disc. It is detecting with a magical aura, but if you were to roll spellcraft, and I know you will... 38. There is no additional information to glean. Is there a knowledge religion check I can... uh, I mean, that would give me additional information? Or is it just going to be like, this is something clearly from Dagon? Why don't you guys give me perception checks? Oh, something I can do. I'm garbage at this. (laughs) Ooh, I'm the Leon of perception. Hot damn. 35 for Ivan. So Devoth, Ivan, and Scram can all see a door concealed behind this statue that leads to a set of stairs. Ivan notices something else. Uh, you notice that, like, maybe, like, you spot the stairs and you, you like, go, like, oh, there's stairs. And you kind of, like, go over there and you start inspecting the statue that is, like, standing in your way. 
and Ivan notices that there's a section in the center of the statue's chest that can be rotated and then pushed inward to reveal a hollow sized to accept a small, like a fist-sized something. Uh, wasn't that thing back in the other room holding something roughly heart-sized and stone? Oh, oh, yeah. Why don't you run back there and get that chap? Yeah, Scram, go back and get it. Uh, uh, oh, okay. All right, so Scram, you go back, and you're looking at this other statue, and it looks like it'd be a perfect fit. The the, the statue is holding this... Uh, n- when I'm saying serpentine, I'm talking about the, statu- the, the stone material, a serpentine stone. It's holding a serpentine stone carved in the shape of a human heart. Okay, so, so real quick, yes. before I touch it, like, I am in full sprinter mode. Like, I have my hand... At- like outstretched behind my back like like as if the person's like gonna pass me a baton so that way i can like sprint back to like the the rest of the group real fucking quick okay i also follow scram in so when scram goes in i'm standing in the doorway in that room okay um so my immediate response is to fucking run so like that is my surprise round there is no question it is me moving forward okay uh since you're both uh, since Leon is also in that room, I'd like a perception check from both of you. Pretty good for me. 21 you, from Scram. 16 from Leon. Uh, Scram. I would like you to give me a dexterity check. Also, Leon, what are you doing? Uh, like, what are. Uh, Scram has, in essence, like a, a held action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just watching. Okay. I'm waiting for something bad to happen. Okay. I would also like a dexterity check from you. Hell yeah. No, 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 19. 21. Okay. So, Scram, you pick up the serpentine heart, and as you do, uh, the hands, which were weighed down by the stone, slide up, activating a trap. Scram, you got high enough on your dex uh, check to successfully get the fuck out of there. So you, you pick it up, and you just book it into this room kind of shouldering your way past Leon. And as you're <laughs> running out of that room, uh, you see the giant octopus eye on that golden disc begin to light up. And it's going to do a ranged touch attack on Leon. <laughs> 14. Oh, it ties. Okay, so the, the ray strikes you. and you, hey. you take one point of wisdom damage. And then I'm going to need... Oh, don't worry. I'm then going to need a fortitude save. I, but I'm not good at those. <laughs> Ooh, I got a 23. Oh, 23. You resist the baleful polymorph effect. Oh, shit. So with that, you're able to run out of the room if you so choose. Yeah, I do. Okay. And I imagine slamming the door on your way in as this thing uh, is like warming up for another attack like one round later. Jesus, this thing is firing lasers at me. So Leon gets hit with some wisdom damage, resists a baleful polymorph effect, and runs into the next room. Scram now has a uh, fist-sized block of serpentine carved in the shape of a heart that looks like it goes into this statue. Scram, what do you do with that? Why don't you tell us next week? Oh, no! See ya! My mom can't wait another week. That's what she's saying. See ya. See ya. See ya.
always count on support from my friends. Not, not these friends. <laughs>